So, Jonathan, welcome to Beesner Pod. We're very happy to have you. Uh, do you want to do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Jonathan Balling. I'm uh, a chief executive of Alexander Rose Charity, who are partners today on this amazing launch of uh, of a bridging the gap project here at the Tiviet Centre. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to um, talk a bit, bit about Alexandra Rose? Yeah, sure. So uh, we're a charity. Um, we're, we're quite an old charity, been around a long time. But uh, last 10 years, we've been really focused on uh, improving access to healthy food for people on low incomes. So we all know about the problems that we face here in the UK with food insecurity and diet related ill health you know one of the biggest challenges that uh, communities face is accessing healthy food you know making sure they get uh, you know access to, can afford it can physically get to it uh, and uh, and then make sure that they give themselves and their kids a sort of healthy start to life uh, we've been uh, trialing an approach whereby we create a voucher that can be redeemed for fresh fruit and veg from local markets and local greengrocers and community food projects uh, because we feel like one of the biggest barriers to getting a healthy diet is the cost so if you can reduce that barrier um, one you're giving people more money right so the, the vouchers the rose vouchers as we call them uh, they act very similar to cash you take them to a local market trader they're all individual one pound denominations you can shop around at the market you can buy the fruit and veg that you and your family like and uh, and enjoy uh, and that relieves some of the financial pressures that you have in your life because putting food on the table as we all know is, is a really big challenge for lots of families in the UK at the moment especially after COVID and then the cost of living crisis, things have become very tough. And so this voucher uh, allows them to buy food. It happens to be just ring fence for fruit and veg. That money goes back into the local economy. So it goes back to local traders who in the end are the people providing healthy food for all of our communities uh, every day of the week. And, uh, and they need our support and they need to survive and thrive. Uh, we've, we feel like, you know, Everyone knows you need to eat more fruit and veg, right? The, the message of five a day, but very few of us actually manage to hit that target of five a day. Um, but if we do, it means that our long-term health will be benefited. So um, especially with children, if you can get them eating fresh fruit and veg from an early age, they're more likely to, to continue to eat it and, as they get older and demand it and have a taste for it. And that's going to mean we're going to have less of the problems that we find uh, that we're having with all of our health system. So uh, that's the kind of uh, genesis or oh, that's the sort of main uh, aim and objective of us as an organization and then we've been looking at the food system in a sort of more holistic way um, and, and we all understand that food doesn't just have a negative impact on people's health and their and their food security it also has a big impact on our environment and our climate so the way that we produce food uh, uh, can also have adverse effects on uh, wider things like biodiversity, uh, climate, uh, uh, can pollute waterways and riverways. Uh, and, and so if we're going to tackle the climate and nature emergency that we face as a society, we have to transform the way we produce food to make sure that it's healthier uh, and also more environmentally sustainable. So we know if the world's being saved, it's by Jonathan. Yeah, you're doing amazing <laughs> we work. Know, we know you get it's, the credit to. it's such an important initiative because we've we've noticed just how much it's supporting what we're doing here. It's almost like you're doubling the benefits because we're already um, sourcing the food and selling it at a 
uh, as low as a, a price as possible. Um, and then to have this as an additional benefit uh, means that even if you're only entitled to so many vouchers, you, whatever you know money you have, you can then know that this is as best a value as you can get. Um, and yeah, and, and like you said, the, the importance of eating fruit and veg, um, especially around here. So your, your your options really to get cheap food is is fried chicken, and they're dotted everywhere here, especially in Tower Hamlets. I, I was I was shocked um, to kind of find out other areas don't have this level of concept. We've got a road um, in Stephanie where it's literally four or five next next door to each other chicken shops, and there's not a single. I think the healthiest thing on that road is probably Subway. And even then, that's questionable. As when they recent, their, their, their bread was recently um, classed as cake in Ireland, I think. Because <laughs> the amount of sugar that's in it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing work that, that you guys are doing. And, and we're, we're, we're hearing amazing things from residents in terms of how much it's really, it's really helping them. And this organic launch is the next evolution in it to make sure that people are getting the best quality food that they can. Uh, yeah. In the end, we, we need to make sure that this food is as accessible as possible. If, if organic is only ever accessible to a small percentage of very wealthy people who you know really enjoy the benefits to perhaps their health and the well-being of the planet and the environment, but if it's only you know I think at the moment you know organic food is like you know four or five percent of the total food system. If that's all it ever is. Uh, then we'll never ch change the impact that agriculture is having on our environment, the negative impact it's having on our environment, and we're probably, you know, we're not going to deal with the climate nature emergency. That type of food has got to not just be the preserve of the middle class, it has to reach people who need good food the most and needs to be accessible to as many people as possible. So this pilot with Bridging the Gap, with Sustain, with uh, Teviot Center um, and the really great people running your, the food co-op here is really testing how we can get, you know, well, first and foremost, do people in this community want it? And I think today you've seen that they do, right? There's been, you know, dozens and dozens of people, real excitement, real demand for this type of food. And then if it, and the, the, the challenge that is, is that it's not normally more expensive. So we're trying to make it more affordable. So we're, we're subsidizing the cost of it. And then we're also putting the vouchers out into the community for families who are on low incomes to make sure they can ex access it and, um, mm. and, and enjoy it. It's, it's so sad that, that health has become a class issue now it's 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 really sad and, and amongst we thought that we were already kind of dealing with all the other issues that come with all of these kind of this this class divide in the country um and to get to the point where now for you to live a healthy life because food is just it, it plays one part in all of these kind of this health class uh, divide because you know if you're if you're working class you're more likely to live somewhere that's heavily polluted and you haven't got the option for kind of uh, fresh air uh, you're less likely to have access to, to exercise services that are affordable um, and, and even then the quality that uh, of service that you can that you that you'll get there's lower um, the the we've got um, there's the better gyms kind of uh, scattered around the country which are it's a so I think it's I don't know if it's charity or social enterprise but they they their whole aim is to try to you know make exercise more affordable and it's one of the things i found with them as much as i love i love their services but there's an inconsistency even there 
with the kind of level of service you get when it comes to like cleanliness, having that access to a cleanly and clean area um, to kind of do your exercise and, and focus on your well-being. So it's it's just so multi-layered and it's just it's um, it's sad, but it's still there's still a there's hope with the kind of work uh, you're doing and the kind of work we're doing where we're trying to bridge those those gaps. Like here at the center, we offer free exercise classes in, in collaboration with quite a few people, uh, most notably, um, yeah, Nuffield Health. So um, it's, it's bringing that accessibility to the local residents and, and, you know, having that kind of clean space for them to, to work out in, having a space to then go work out and then go socialize, which is nice. Like a lot of that time, uh, you know, to get that access in the gym, you have to pay for an expensive gym. You have to go to a Virgin Active or third space where they've got a common area. There's, there's, you know. it's, an, it's an equity issue, right? You yeah, know, like absolutely. We've, we've, we've created, you know, we, we seem to be moving as a society more and more to an unequal um, country. You know, so we, we've always had inequality, but it seems to be getting worse, and we need to address that. And there's, it's not just about, you know, oh, it's it's good that everyone, you know, has a has a good standard of living, and and it's and it's nice to be, you know, for the country to be a fairer place. It actually. You know, if you look at it from really hard economic uh, uh, position, it hurts UK PLC if people are not healthy and not don't have good well-being, don't have good mental health. All of these things are weighing down on our economy and the ability for us to be a successful country. So, you know, when people talk to me about, well, this is just capitalism, there's winners and losers. It's like if you want to have a really effective capitalist society, you look after people's health and well-being because then they can be more productive, then they can contribute more to society, and if we want to grow our economy that's what we've got to do so it's not it's not just some sort of left-wing fancy that we should help the poor and we should do it makes good economic sense exactly it's 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 sad that this country's kind of got a a real sour taste in its mouth for like social uh social democracy because it's it's what we we need it we need it capitalism inherently it's not you know you can get some good out of it but you've got to tame it you have to tame it and and I, i like to think the kind of work we're doing is trying to demonstrate look there is a way there is a way it doesn't have to be exploitative it doesn't have to be overwhelmingly focused on just um produce 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 you know mass production um and exploiting people and exploiting the planet as you go. That's just not the way to, to run a good society or people a good, will leave. good community. They people, will. Yeah. We were just well, saying. Well, there's a brain drain, right? In the yeah. UK, people, you know, smart people are going to other places. They're going yeah, to the US, we they're going to New Zealand, they're going to Australia. I mean, yeah. I came the other way, by the way. I'm from New Zealand, <laughs> I came here, but, you know. Me and my friends, like when we, we've been discussing, like, oh, we, we need to get out of here. Yeah. There's no, uh, this isn't a place where we feel like there's, it's at the moment and the way it's heading. It doesn't feel like a place we want to raise a family. Yeah, really but like, can I can I also just to be honest with you though, everywhere's struggling, right? Of course. I like it's, it, in UK, and I'm I'm very big for for being somebody who's not from here, right? I'm really big on don't get down on the UK. You know, I hear a lot of people get down on the UK. I hear British people. I hear lots of New Zealanders who come over here. You know, it's not like not like home, mate. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, well, why the hell are you here? Come on. True. You know, yeah. and uh, a, a lot of people don't even have that choice, and you have that choice. So yeah. you know, respect that choice. Of course. But also, yeah. you know, people think, uh, look back at places like New Zealand through rose-tinted glasses. 
New Zealand has higher child poverty rate than the UK. We have highest, one of the highest male suicide rates in the world. You know, there are challenges everywhere and we just got to get to grips with our own challenges, right? We've got to accept our challenges. Like, it's kind of like a personal thing. Like you look at yourself, you go, oh, there's some good bits to me, there's some bad bits to me it's, and I need to work on myself and improve. It's the same as our society, right? We've got some good, we've got some bad. We just need to work on, you know, emphasizing the positive and trying to de-emphasize the negative. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And it, but it gets difficult. Yeah, it really does. And I know, look, don't worry, I, I, I get that because like when you when you work in the fields that we work in and you see the struggles that people are facing and you see the inequity of things and you think see things getting worse and not better it, it's a downer it is it is but you know what events like today really kind of it, it's that little boost in in hope that yeah that they, they can, we, we can't we the, the solution is there you know what i mean we're working on the solution actively well, look, this is what I, because I, I'm going to turn the podcast back on yourselves for a moment here, because I'm so, so, working for Alexander Rose Charity. We've been partners with the Teviot Centre for about a year now, I think. And we started with, with um, registering families on, on the Rose Voucher Project and um, and then partnering with you around this idea of uh, transitioning the co-op into, into the organic produce. And I've just been hearing loads and loads about the great work that you guys do. So t- tell me a little bit about, you know, what is the, what is the Teviot Centre to you guys? and and how does it help this local community so leaders and community so i i was actually i'm an alumni of the of the organization so i joined leaders and community when i was 14 uh, and i was a, a bit of a disillusioned apathetic young person as, as you tend to be as a teenager to an extent but i was really really frustrated about the school system and my school system because i didn't feel like I had the opportunity to really explore things and learn things the way like I learned through conversation, through discussion. Uh, and it was the school systems very much hey, this is black and white. This is the right answer. Don't worry about exploring that. And so that, that's kind of privilege you get from, from private schools. But, um, you know, I discovered LIC. I joined and I joined, I met Saeed actually first uh, at 14 during the live band project. So we, we were doing kind of live instrument playing and, and playing as a band together. And, it was through that that I was kind of exploring being able to to express myself and, and understand that I have, you know, a safe space to talk about and explore things and, and voice my opinion. And that's really kind of the, in terms of the base of what LIC does. Um, it's, it's, it's youth leadership and social action and being able to channel your frustrations, your passions through our programs. And um, we're youth-led. It's not just a... Uh, slogan that it's youth-led it's genuinely youth-led so I uh, I was a trustee of the charity at 16 and I sat on the board of trustees and I was able to 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 have my voice heard and I'm not the only one there's loads of young people that um, have managed to kind of influence how this organization's run and they hired me at 16 um, so after I did a year as a trustee and then I was like actually I think I can do a lot more on the ground and so they gave me the opportunity and a lot of trust. Wow. And a lot of trust. And this is the culminate. Like, I'm getting paid to be dressed as a V right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's it's such a privilege. Um, and 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 it's it's this is also kind of spurred on and had input from young people. And that is what we do. And our the community center that we're running here is we we bring young people into it. So they inform the kind of activities we do here and, and, and how we do them and how we address certain issues. 
Um, and that that's really, in a nutshell, what LIC is. And it's, um, you know, majority of our of our team is under 30. Uh, and, you know, we're always looking to hire from our alumni. So our content creator uh, was an alumni from one of our leadership programs. Showed initiatives and now he's getting paid to create content. And it actually informed, it, we'll have him on the podcast, but he... he uh, it actually informed what he decided to study at uni. So he decided to go into marketing and communications. And he, he he didn't know that's what he wanted to do until he started creating content here and and, and and supporting us with that. And now we've got another batch of young people that recently graduated that want to get into that as well. So we're, we're trying to work that into it. And um, yeah, it's just, that's that's LIC. And it's it, I think it's one of the most beautiful things about this place that keeps us... Yeah. Uh, genuine and it keeps and us I think elaborating yeah. on LIC because we manage the community center in itself we get to kind of choose what kind of projects that we can run here what kind of sessions so we work with a lot of external partners and we're still looking for external partners to work with to be able to run sessions here to bring the community together so that they have a space so that when they come here they know oh it's not a place to just grab a drink and talk or they like you can literally get involved in all of the sessions you can keep um, up to date with your health by joining the fitness sessions you can work on uh, your IT skills and development since the technical uh, you know the IT era is growing so you want to learn how to use basic um, you know skills on a computer we had a, we had a, IT workshop. We had a coding so, club for, for, for 12 year olds so that's what the community side of things is we're always you know looking for new projects uh, up and coming and we give them the space and you know they run the sessions and we we help promote it so yeah that's you know that's the community side of things it's just the hub it brings people together and it, it gets them involved in all of these fantastic opportunities and it seems like you're really successful at it because you know I've, I've visited a lot of youth clubs in my years here in the uk and you know some of them are good some of them are you know pretty down at heel actually there's not much going on there might yeah. be a half broken pool table in the Ooh, corner and, and half yeah. of the strip riding is out think, this is um, a nice center man this is like nice. yeah this is welcoming it's warm there's stuff going on there's yeah. activity there's a cafe there's you know it looks yeah. it looks like the real deal this is this should be in every community right absolutely absolutely that's that's what we're trying to really push so um you know we want to demonstrate that there is a model behind this and there's and that that li- the answer lies with young people yeah. and, and and communication and cooperation because our young people work with community members they start to understand me we at every single event that we've done here we always have minimum we, 10 10 yeah. young people volunteering yeah. and at the bigger we had a festival here in the in summer in summer the summer festival. called the teviot festival we do it every year and we had 25 young people volunteering and they're all and they're regular volunteers and they actually keep um, coming to us like they, when's the next event they come to us oh, when's the next thing happening when's the next thing going on and, and a, a lot of that magic comes with that trust yeah. um, in young people and I have noticed that in other youth centres where they might have incredible facilities but if your staff don't have that empathy that care that, that passion um, to listen and give them ownership and also understand like cool there's a this should be a journey mm. it's cool it's great getting young people who are, might be at risk of crime off the streets that's the first step so you provide them with that environment where they can do things right they're occupied but then you can't stop there because eventually they're going to get bored yeah and eventually they will leave and so you have to have that sustained holistic approach and so 
there's got to be a next step. And for us, our next step is the leadership programs and the social action programs. They care about something. You know what I mean? They, yeah. you're, you're a teenager. Everybody are, cares about something, exactly. right? You just got to find what it is. Where's That's the it. golden bit of nut? Where's the nugget? Exactly. That, that this person will drive this person and get yeah. them engaged. You pull yeah. out that string. You pull yeah. out that string. And um, we've seen like incredible success of our young people really turning themselves around and turning their lives around and um, getting themselves out of a situation where their life could have gone a completely different direction. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's, that we need more of that. And we, we really want to demonstrate this is how it's done. Yeah. Like, come talk to us. We're yeah. not, so we're not you, hiding other anything. People can learn from you guys. One of my favorite um, bands in the UK at the moment is, a, is like a jazz collective called Ezra Collective. Don't know if you've heard of them. No, won I'll the check them out. Yeah, they won the Mercury Prize this year for, for music. And uh, fantastic, like modern British jazz, right? Really cool, funky, um, really great bunch of young guys. But they, I, I saw them live at the Hammersmith Apollo. And then when they did the Mercury Prize, they said the same thing. It was their youth club and the youth music program that they had at the youth club, which got them, you know, like they all met there. That's where the band started and they grew up together. And and without the youth club, they said the, the Ezra Collective never would have happened. There was no way it would have happened. So this is the sort of infrastructure that that, that communities need and we need more of it. And, I, and all power to you. The success of this and the success of our partnership on Bridging the Gap, I really hope it you know, it continues to work, that we continue to get big crowds in like we have today, lots of people eating fruit and veg, but then also for, for things just to keep going the way they're going for you guys, that you can do more and more for your community. You can you know, make the space, you know, the, the, the dream space that everyone wants to come to. And then that you can go out and tell other people how it's done as well so that we can get this sort of thing replicated in other areas. I really hope so. I yeah. really, really hope so. That'd be great. I, um, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up there, but do you, do you have any parting words? Anything you want to promote? No, man, but I just think you both look fabulous in B costumes. <laughs> they really <laughs> suit you. Thank I, you. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, I, w I wouldn't make it just for today's sort of activity. I think yeah. people will really gravitate towards so. you if you walk around the community. Yeah, that's so. right. It'll draw people in. So. And, you know, bees, man. How, how, there's nothing cooler, vital. to be fair. And they're vital. <laughs> they're they're vital. vital. Yeah. We, we actually have a, a beehive that we run. So we, we, <laughs> you just missed our honey harvest. So uh -huh. we, we harvested some honey and it's local. We, we had to, they, they usually live in our garden, but uh, it's been a rough year for the bees because of the weather. Yeah. And um, yeah. our, their queen died and we had to move the hive to the to the other hive we have just down the road. Um, so that, you know, the hive, the hives take care well, of each other. We're currently looking for homes right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homeless yeah. Bees. yeah <laughs> our queen died. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's local honey. And that's why we decided to go with the bee theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I no, love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you your time. Guys. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate okay. it.